It's May the 6th. Let's read the Bible. Welcome back, friends, to this year-long journey from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. Hey, there is something you could do that would really help us out. I've mentioned this before, but I'm going to keep on mentioning it because it's really important. Two things you could do that would help us. Number one, if you would like these videos, I mean on Facebook, on YouTube, on Rumble, if if you've enjoyed uh, these readings, it would help tremendously. I mean, it makes a big difference if you would like these, just click the like button, say you like it, that's great. And then if you would consider subscribing to the YouTube channel, Keep Believing YouTube channel, or the Keep Believing Rumble channel. You just basically, I think it's called subscribing on YouTube and following on Rumble. It's free in both cases. You just click the subscribe or follow button. And all that means is every time we post a new video in this series, you'll automatically be informed about it. No money's going to change hands and you can unsubscribe or unfollow anytime you like. But that would help us greatly. Now, friends, today we are in 2 Samuel chapters 8, 9, and 10. Let me remind you of the outline we're following. 2 Samuel is all about David, his rise, chapters 1 through 10. We're going to finish that part today. His sin, it's going to be tomorrow, chapters 11 and 12. His trouble stretches out a long way, chapters 13 through 20. And finally, his end, chapters 21 through 24. His rise, his sin, his trouble, his end. That's the book of 2 Samuel. So today, 2 Samuel chapter 8, David's victories. 2 Samuel chapter 9, Mephibosheth. 2 Samuel chapter 10, there's going to be a battle, a war, and the good guys are going to win. So let's go. 2 Samuel 8. After this, David defeated the Philistines, subdued them, and took Methek Amah from Philistine control. He also defeated the Moabites, and after making them lie down on the ground, he measured them off with a cord. He measured every two cord lengths of those to be put to death and one full length of those to be kept alive. So the Moabites became David's subjects and brought tribute. David also defeated Hadadezer, son of Rehob, king of Zobach, when he went to restore his control at the Euphrates River. David captured 1,700 horsemen and 20,000 foot soldiers from him, and he hamstrung all the horses and kept a hundred chariots. When the Arameans of Damascus came to assist King Hadadezer of Zobach, David struck down 22,000 Aramean men, then he placed garrisons in Aram of Damascus, and the Arameans became David's subjects and brought tribute. The Lord made David victorious wherever he went. David took the gold shields of Hadadezer's officers and brought them to Jerusalem. King David also took huge quantities of bronze from Betah and Berothai, Hadadezer's cities. When King Toy of Hamath heard that David had defeated the entire army of Hadadezer, he sent his son Joram to King David to greet him and to congratulate him because David had fought against Hadadezer and defeated him for Toy and Hadadezer had fought many wars. Joram had items of silver, gold, and bronze with him. King David also dedicated these to the Lord, along with the silver and gold he had dedicated from all the nations he had subdued, from Edom, Moab, the Ammonites, the Philistines, the Amalekites, and the spoil of Hadadezer, son of Rehob, king of Zobah. David made a reputation for himself when he returned from striking down 18,000 Edomites in Salt Valley, he placed garrisons throughout Edom, and all the Edomites were subject to David. The Lord made David victorious wherever he went. So David reigned over all Israel, 
administering justice and righteousness for all his people. Joab, son of Zeruah, was over the army. Jehoshaphat, son of Ahilud, was court historian. Zadok, son of Ahitub, and Ahimelech, son of Abiathar, were priests. Sariah was court secretary. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, was over the Cherethites and the Pelethites, and David's sons were chief officials. 2 Samuel chapter 9. David asked, Is there anyone remaining from this family of Saul I can show kindness to for Jonathan's sake? There was a servant of Saul's family named Ziba. They summoned him to David, and the king said to him, Are you Ziba? I am your servant, he replied. So the king asked, Is there anyone left of Saul's family that I can show the kindness of God to? Ziba said to the king, There is still Jonathan's son who was injured in both feet. The king asked him, Where is he? Ziba answered the king, You'll find him in Lodabar at the house of Maker, son of Amiel. So King David had him brought from the house of Maker, son of Amiel, to in Lodabar. Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, son of Saul, came to David, fell face down, and paid homage. David said, Mephibosheth, I am your servant, he replied. Don't be afraid, David said to him, since I intend to show you kindness for the sake of your father Jonathan. I will restore to you all your grandfather Saul's fields, and you will always eat meals at my table. Mephibosheth paid homage and said, What is your servant that you take an interest in a dead dog like me? Then the king summoned Saul's attendant Zebah and said to him, I have given to your master's grandson all that belonged to Saul and his family. You, your sons, and your servants are to work the ground for him, and you are to bring in the crops so that your master's grandson will have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's grandson, is always to eat at my table. Now, Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Ziba said to the king, Your servant will do all my lord the king commands. So Mephibosheth ate at David's table, just like one of the king's sons. Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah. All those living in Ziba's house were Mephibosheth's servants. However, Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem because he always ate at the king's table. His feet had been injured. 2 Samuel chapter 10. Sometime later, the king of the Ammonites died, and his son Hanun became king in his place. Then David said, I'll show kindness to Hanun, son of Nahash, just as his father showed kindness to me. So David sent his emissaries to console Hanun concerning his father. However, when they arrived in the land of the Ammonites, the Ammonite leader said to Hanun, their lord, just because David has sent men with condolences for you, do you really believe he's showing respect for your father? Instead, hasn't David sent his emissaries in order to scout out the city, spy on it, and demolish it? So Hanun took David's emissaries, shaved off half their beards, cut their clothes in half at the hips, and sent them away. When this was reported to David, he sent someone to meet them since they were deeply humiliated. The king said, stay in Jericho until your beards grow back, then return. When the Ammonites realized they had become repulsive to David. They hired 20,000 foot soldiers from the Arameans of Beth Rehob and Zobah, 1,000 men from the king of Maacah, and 12,000 men from Tob. David heard about it and sent Joab and all the elite troops. The Ammonites marched out and lined up in battle formation at the entrance to the city gate, while the Arameans of Zobah and Rehob and the men of Tob and Maacah were in the field by themselves. When Joab saw that there was a battle line in front of him, and another behind him, he chose some of Israel's finest young men and lined up in formation to engage the Arameans. 
he placed the rest of the forces under the command of his brother Abishai. They lined up in formation to engage the Ammonites. If the Arameans are too strong for me, Joab said, then you will be my help. However, if the Ammonites are too strong for you, I'll come to help you. Be strong. Let's prove ourselves strong for our people and for the cities of our God. May the Lord's will be done. Joab and his troops advanced to fight against the Arameans, and they fled before him. When the Ammonites saw that the Arameans had fled, they too fled before Abishai and entered the city. So Joab withdrew from the attack against the Ammonites and went to Jerusalem. When the Arameans saw that they had been defeated by Israel, they regrouped. Hadadezer sent messengers to bring the Arameans who were beyond the Euphrates River. They came to Helam with Shobach, commander of Hadadezer's army, leading them. When this was reported to David, he gathered all Israel, crossed the Jordan, and went to Helam. Then the Arameans lined up to engage David in battle and fought against him. But the Arameans fled before Israel, and David killed 700 of their charioteers and 40,000 foot soldiers. He also struck down Shobach, commander of their army, who died there. When all the kings who were Hadadezer's subjects saw that they had been defeated by Israel, they made peace with Israel and became their subjects. After this, the Arameans were afraid to ever help Ammonites again. Oh, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Arameans decided after getting in that battle with David and Joab and the great army of Israel. We're not going to do this again. What do we learn from this? When God's hand is on a man or a woman, he will bless them in all that they do. He will bless them in their good times and in their bad times. He will lead them. He will guide them. And they will go from victory to victory and from blessing to blessing. That's what we're being told in these chapters. And this really is the zenith right here, the zenith of David's reign over Israel. No matter what he did or where he went, God blessed him, promoted him, blessed his army, and the nation of Israel expanded and prospered. And eventually there was basically peace on every side. And we all know uh, what they say. It's what Bill Gates said. Success is a lousy teacher. It makes smart people think they can do no wrong. We're going to see how that works out in David's life. But let us today rest in this, that if we know the Lord and he is leading us and he is blessing us, he's guiding us, whatever we face, whatever problems we encounter, Whatever difficulties are before us, our God will bring us through. He will bring us through. So go out and serve the Lord. The Lord is with you, my friends. He's with you today, wherever you go. Go out and have a great day serving the Lord. God bless. Come back tomorrow. I'm sorry to say, but it is in the Bible. This story is about to take a big turn in a wrong direction. We'll see you back here tomorrow. God bless.